Welcome back to another mini pod of Her Eyes. This is Peter Adi with my co-host Todd Hauk. We have Breck coach Steve. Is it Persian or Persian? It's it's Persian. Persian. Okay. <laughs> Persian. Steve Persian on the line with us. Steve, thanks for joining us. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. Good to be here. So even if this team wins state <clears throat> again, where does the win over Blake during the regular season rate? Is it higher? Uh, you know, I would say I would say it, it was a nice win to beat Blake. It was a nice win to to capture a, a conference championship that had eluded the Breck Mustangs for um, seven years. But I would tell you that there's nothing like winning uh, the state championship. So it would rank second. It would rank second. Well, I'm sure that's what everybody wants to hear. No one wants to hear that a rivalry win is uh, more important than the state title. Exactly. Exactly. So the your team's numbers kind of speak for themselves. Twenty two and six, four of the six losses by a single goal, all six losses against high quality class two A teams. And you have a girl, Olivia Mobley, the senior forward, Quinnipiac commit, Miss Hockey finalist. She's putting up video game numbers, eighty four points. I I mean, can you even describe what it's been like to watch her during her Miss Hockey run? It's uh, you know, it's kind of funny when one of the things that caught my eye when I came over to Breck was, you know, she's obviously got a lot of the tools, but the thing that stands out is that um, she works tremendously hard at practice and uh, yeah, it carries over in games and people, that's where people most notice what she's doing, but her work ethic and practice is, you know, it's equally, um, it's equally strong. There's just no let up on this kid's passion to be good and to continue to improve her game. It's it's a, just a standout quality that rubs off on, on the rest of the team. Is she intense? Uh, you know what? Honestly, it's kind of funny. What I would say is she's appropriately intense. You don't want to um, you, you don't want to probably do something that catches her the wrong way because she can um, you can start to see a little bit of a fire in her belly when she does. <laughs> A little competitive edge, as they say. We kind of noticed. We kind of noticed last year, like when she was at the tournament, she looked like she was, you know, fun and having a great time, and she had an opportunity to kind of get spotlighted. This year, just seemed like she's almost like all business. Is that is that true from your side of it as well? Um, well, I guess I would say that we still get to see a lot of the fun side of Mobs. She, you know, she'll come out and she, she'll she, she'll do a few things in practice that are, you know, just good things that that kids do a little goofy and whatnot but in general she she stays pretty focused and she has an expectation that others do the same you know they're driven by they're driven to really um come into the state tournament and come out with a with another win so i mean in addition to mobley there's no shortage of talent ali quali ava Lindsay, uh freshman hannah Hal or eighth grader hannah halverson emily zumwinkle sadie Lindsay. when you look up and down your bench do you just see uh, numerous possibilities for line combinations and for special teams units. We do. Um, it's funny that at the beginning of, I'll take you back a year at the beginning of last year, we literally didn't know these kids. And for all intent and purposes, it was generally the same lineup. And for the first eight weeks, 10 weeks of the season, we just kept rotating kids around because we were trying to get the best, uh, best lineup we could put together. This year was a little bit different. We had kind of been able to settle in a little bit more knowing the kids we still juggled some kids around, whether it be on their own line, but a different position or in, on a different line altogether. And 
Yeah, if you're asking me if I lick my chops, and I can basically say, that <laughs> I think that there's uh, there's that opportunity to probably mix things up and still be pretty uh, pretty competitive. Yeah, I mean, you can kind of gamble on yourself with that level of talent. You can try something totally unorthodox and and uh, be pretty content with the talent level being able to handle whatever you throw at them. That's exactly right. You know, and there's times where you know we don't we, we try and mix things up, and we you know one of the things that we talk about as coaches is purposeful disruption. So we will we will put together lines that you know we're not sure how they're going to work, but they're going to be completely random. And you know, there's times where we probably are thinking the same things that that the parents are thinking. What what are they doing? <laughs> so, you know, the truth is we're thinking the same thing, and we switch back, but we think that without trying those things. Um, we probably aren't given the best opportunity to learn and, and be the best we can be. That that seems like some Sun Tzu type uh, <laughs> type maneuvering there, Coach. Yeah, well, you know the the whole the the career at Target taught me how to be innovative and and be okay with failing a little bit. So and and being okay with using the regular season as twenty five, uh, not to you know knock the regular season, but twenty five different chances to experiment with what's yeah, going to work. No, that's exactly right. I mean, we we really see the season. We really see the year as three different seasons, and you know we've gotten through two of them. And we don't focus, frankly, on the wins and losses in, in the regular season. It's just it's yep. We want to win. We play competitively and all that. But at the end of the year, it's you know we've had games. And you alluded to this. We've had we've had a number of one goal games that we won that could have bounced the other way. And, and mm-hmm. so we don't. Our focus isn't on that. It's to be fully prepared for our first game in sections. So. So Breck had uh, a goaltender, Uma Cornea, who won state titles as a seventh grader and last year as an eighth grader. This year you have another freshman uh, playing a key role for you in Sarah Peterson. It's not your first rodeo with an incredibly young goaltender. So what's it like relying on a player so young at such a key position in the game? Well, it, it's um, it's funny because we've had a number of conversations with Sarah, and uh, she is she's a very intense um, she, she very, she's very critical of her own performance, I should say. And what I would say is that, um, we had a game earlier in the year. I think that she was in net when we, um, kind of got, kind of got it taken to us by Edina mm-hmm. and she was, she was pretty, um, disappointed in her own performance. And even that evening I called her into the coach's room and, and we, as a coaching staff looked at her and, and we just told her point blank, we expect you to have games where, you're probably disappointed with your performance, but as a coaching staff, we expect you to continue to to find your way through going from U15 to high school hockey. And um, and I would say that not only her, but Bell Kelly, our other goaltender, they've both done a tremendous job of doing that. So, Yeah, do you think that with the amount of players on this roster that did join the high school program so young are there a handful of players that uh sarah and even bell can rely on when they get frustrated going from like you said 15u to uh to high school well i think so i think that we've got you know these kids can all a lot of them can really relate to the fact that they might have spent like hannah jumped from u12 to, to high school and i think she's got over 40 points this year and you know she's she's one of these kids that um as you continue to watch her play she's going to be She's going to be talking about a lot like um, some of these other kids, Hemp and Mobley and these other kids that are just really, really good players. And, you know, the, the thing is, she's able to watch kids like, you know, how, how does Hannah handle things and, and, and Ava Lindsay and Shea Mesner, a sophomore, and these kids that have all stepped in, Ani Fagley, they've all stepped in at a high level on a highly competitive team 
and they're doing a tremendous job of, of processing that next, getting to the next level. As we talk about that next level, Coach, if you could talk to you a little bit about any players or how you've had to maybe manage players who, you know, be honest, are trying to overlook uh, Laverne and say, hey, we want that matchup with Warroad at the end of this tournament because we know we can play against them. We want them again. Have you had to manage that a little bit, or is there someone that's helped you on the team with that? Well, Saturday Saturday morning we had we, uh, we had a practice, and so part of what we talked about uh, as a group was the fact that, you know, every team that gets to the state tournament has had to had to battle and, and win an exciting game. And whether it was Laverne or, you know, frankly, our game with Orno, it was an exciting game that it was, you know, it was 5-2 going into the third. Yep. Um, what we've talked to the, the girls about is the start on Wednesday needs to be like you're playing for the state title. Because the fact is, if you lose, you go home. And so, um, or you go to the wrong side of the bracket anyway. <laughs> right. And... And the truth is, um, my message to them is you need to go out and start the first period like you're losing one zip. That's the energy that you need to bring. And if you can do that, you're probably going to be pretty competitive throughout the game. So, No, I think that's a great, that's a great thought. Um, as you do prepare for Laverne, is there, is there like uh, maybe one thing you can point out that, without better saying, needs to tighten up a little bit for the team? I think we need to start quicker. I think that we fell into a little bit of a habit after we played St. Francis that we frankly started fairly slow against um, Minneapolis and Orno. And it's not that we didn't have a lot of shots, but I think that we were, we weren't quite as crisp as we had been um, when we played, you know, at the end of the season with Maple Grove and Wyzetta and some of those teams. And so I think that we fell into some habits about being less crisp and still being, you know, successful and as we go through the state tournament, if, if we don't sharpen that up, um, it it is something that could get in the way of our success. Well, this is your second year uh, taking the team to state. Do you have a little bit of a routine now? You went through the first year last year, and now do you have uh, you know two water bottles set up in the coach's room for you, <laughs> one Gatorade, one red, one blue? Yeah, no, there's no... There's no routines like that. We've generally tried to keep it pretty, pretty standard stuff this week. So the kids are, you know, the kids, it's going to be a standard week for them. All of them are off of school today, of course, but it's going to be a pretty standard week. You know, there's, there's a little bit of fanfare that they've got set up for Wednesday when we depart for the um, state tournament first game. But in general, you know, we expect just to be kind of a normal week. All right. A normal week for Breck usually means a week at the uh, at the girls' state tournament. Steve, we really appreciate you taking the time with us today, and best of luck this week. Oh, thank you very much.